Hello, everyone, and welcome to Thrifters Villa, a podcast for resellers and entrepreneurs. I'm Daniela. And I'm Lori. And today we are going to be chatting about Q4, what our goals are, how we are prepping our business to hit those goals, and what our experience with Q4 has been in the past. Let's get to it. We will see you at the table. Nice and brief introduction today. There's not much else to really say. No, I mean, it is what it is, right? Q4 is upon us. It is October 3rd. Happy Q4, Daniela. Yeah, happy Q4. You know, Q4 in the reseller world gets talked about, and I I guess it gets a little hyped up because Q4 is big in the retail world, but I would say it's a little different in the reseller world depending on what you're selling. Like if you're an Amazon seller, I think it's very different than if you're a clothing seller. Yes, I would agree. And um, like historically, I would say September, October, November, strong months for me. December, not at all strong. Mm. Yeah, um, I agree. You know, I'm curious because this year I have more new with tag items. So I'm curious if those items will sell mm-hmm. or how that will look like, I guess, in my closet. Because generally, I feel like end of November, most of December is pretty slow. And even a little bit of the beginning of January can be slow because there's that lull of people spending all their money, right, for Christmas. And now they're mm-hmm saving up or paying things off. So I'm really curious to see if the new tag items do better or if it's the exact same and it's just a clothing thing that just clothes in general tends to be a little slower. I think if I was selling electronics or home goods or toys, it probably would be different for me. Yeah. I mean, I generally think just speaking from for myself, Yeah, um, I buy myself stuff year round. And then in December, I'm not necessarily buying for myself quite as much. And, you know, when you have a budget, you're allocating the funds to different places. I have found that January can still be a pretty strong month. I think also part of the reason why for me, December isn't a very strong month is because I have my family home. Mm -hmm. Holidays are huge for us. And I just am not working my business as much as I do in other months. Like I don't host Thanksgiving. So Thanksgiving's not a big um, distraction for me from work. My daughter's birthday is also in December. So December is just busy um, Mm -hmm. with family stuff. So I don't think I work my business the same way either. It'll be curious. I'm curious to see. I talk a little bit. I do. I just recorded a QA and a and I talk a little bit about Q4 and Amazon. And we'll see how Amazon does for me. Right now, I'm very much missing the Halloween wave that's happening right now. with a lot of Amazon sellers because I'm gated in some of those things. And I'm just focusing on my ungates for December in toys and holiday. Cause I just get so excited for Christmas. So it's much more my wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, I so- feel that if, if I did Amazon, I'd be the same way. I like Thanksgiving, Halloween. Yeah. I mean, they're cute. Right. But it's not like a holiday I get excited about. I get excited for Christmas. So I feel like that's where I would focus my time too. If I was an Amazon. I've been kind of excited too. I mean, I'm, I, I love toys. Like I was always really into toys for the kids. And, um, so there are certain things that I'm looking for, but I mean, all of the holidays on Amazon are huge money makers and with Mm -hmm. costumes and, you know, just, just certain things that go really well for each holiday. Um, Easter has its own stuff that does very well. Summer stuff has, you know, there, there are different things every season. Um, And I'm just kind of sadly watching Halloween season pass me by because, you know, it's been pretty fruitful for a lot of people, but it's a lot of work as well. So 
I think Amazon in general is just a lot of work, even when you get into a rhythm. They're all a lot of work. Reselling yeah, is everything a lot of work. is a lot of work. It's They're so all a lot great. of work. It's just, you know, I think what happens is dividing your time between so many is what can really compound that feeling of helplessness that mm-hmm. I have. <laughs> and then I guess um, at, at that point, Lori, if Amazon takes off for you, because you're this is not a full year of you doing Amazon. I think when you hit a full year, you'll really see like where you stand with it and what you enjoy and what you and what you might want to pull back on when it comes to reselling and what you want to focus more time on. Like, I think it's just an evolving process when it comes to Amazon. You might really love it and maybe scale back when it comes to like eBay and other platforms and still keep Poshmark, but maybe focus more time on Amazon or vice versa. Maybe you're like, "Mm, Amazon's cool, but I really enjoy this other aspect of reselling. Yeah, I think it might be the latter because it, I I am all about the thrill of the hunt and yeah. not all about, but that's that's what really gets my wheels turning. And um, I don't know if Amazon, I mean, the people who do it and do it well, I have an enormous amount of respect for. And uh, I, I just don't know if that's ever going to be my business model, but I'm really happy that I'm, that I'm at least working through it as yeah. slow as it may be. Yeah. Why not? Try something new. Yeah. So it's good to do that. So the first thing we kind of want to talk about today is do we have any specific monetary goals that we're trying to hit for Q4? And I think in general, especially as a full-time reseller, I'm going to assume, Lori, but you can correct me, there's monetary goals that you want to hit when it comes to the end of the year. You have a number in mind of what you'd like to hit and you kind of strive for that last push in Q in Q4. Would I be accurate in assuming? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I am dropping full-time reseller. This is totally aside, but I'm dropping that Good. from my title. I like uh, it. Because I, I just, I, I think it's important, but I don't, and I don't know if I'm a true full-time reseller. Mm-hmm. And I've touched on this and other things. And I, I don't want to talk about it too much here just because it's not what we're talking about. Um, but because I'm kind of divided between a couple of things, I'm just calling myself a reseller. Not Love part-time, it. not full-time. I'm just a reseller. Yeah. <laughs> A reseller um, who focuses more of her time on it than me. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, some, I, I guess some, some weeks, right. Mm-hmm. And then other weeks you're probably, I, I, I truly, truly believe Daniela that you source more than me sometimes like yeah, on a weekly probably. basis. Like I feel like you are in the thrift store more than I am. Probably. Um, for but shorter that, periods of time. I break mine up differently than yours. So it probably, it probably equates to be the same thing. And it's that's just, kind of my point to like, yeah. I, I, me personally, I'm trying to get away from the full-time part-time and I, I don't know. I mean, unless people are really punching a clock and reporting it to the yeah. reseller community at large, like I, I just feel like the, I guess it's my own little soapbox to try to get away mm-hmm. from the labeling of that, because I feel like it's a bit of a distraction. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess maybe we could talk about that. We could do a whole episode on that. Really could. But I don't want to get too like, I don't know. I don't even know if it matters. That's why I want to stop talking about it. So maybe not a full episode. No. <laughs> maybe just a 15 minute segment. <laughs> maybe. With us, it would turn into 45 minutes. So yeah, yeah always. <laughs> but anyways, yes, I do have monetary goals. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think we I- all do to some extent, but for, for yeah. me, for example, I don't necessarily have like a yearly goal I want to hit. I have more like milestones that I want to hit. So for me, I think it's a little bit different. Um, I feel like I have like a weekly and a monthly goal always in mind, 
But now that we're in the house, now my goal is like specific items that I want for the home. Mm-hmm. So now my, my goal is focused on accumulating a certain amount to purchase X, right? Like that's, and that's kind of how it's always been, but it was towards savings. So now it's towards actual things that I want. Um, and that's, I think, how I differ when it comes to reselling. Like, yes, I have goals and I have things that I strive for throughout each quarter, um, but they're just formatted differently than I guess the average reseller who's looking to hit a certain number at the end of the year. Yeah. I mean, everybody's goals look different, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whichever lens you're looking through, but what you're mentioning now is how I used to use my money at American girl. My big joke was with my boss. Uh, she's like, so why do you want to work here? Like, I'm like, well, I love the brand, blah, blah, blah. But, and then I said, but really I want hardwood floors. And my husband doesn't want to pay for them. So I need to earn enough money for hardwood floors. So that was like always the joke with my boss. Yeah. She'd be like, to get those hardwood floors yet? And then when I got them, it was like a really big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, because Jay is just like, if it's not broke, don't fix it kind of guy. Yeah. And we just had a terrible carpet. And um, and now I'm using my reseller money to do my floors again, like 10 years nice. later. Except now I'm doing them throughout the house. And I'm not doing it until Rocco moves to college and I'm crying as an empty nester and, you know, don't know what to do with myself. So I'm saving renovations for next year, but that's how I did it. Like you just take, so do you want to share with us like one of the first things you want to get with your reseller money? Um, so, well, right now the goal is to pay off a few things that we had to put on credit cards, right. In, in the moving process. So like the movers, all that kind of stuff. I mean, we dumped all our money into the house, right. To get the house. So we had, we put a few things and we haven't touched our credit cards in probably over a year and a half. So this is the first time we're swiping a card and it's like that instant anxiety because we haven't used it in so long. Um, So that's the the first goal. But then um, the next goal after that is we want to buy a couple more pieces of furniture. So TV stand, we just got a dining room set. Um, we got a couch, we got an end table, we got a coffee table. So now we need a TV stand. Um, Matt wants a new TV that that's his one thing he wants to buy. We haven't bought a TV in 10 years. So he wants a new one. He wants one of the fancy ones. So that's going to be his thing that he's saving for. And, um, then I'm going to, I want gym equipment. That's what I'm going to be saving my money for is, um, there's pieces that I want to build a home gym with, and it's going to cost me roughly like seven to $10,000 to get everything that I want, including flooring and all of that. So it's very expensive, but for me, it's an investment. It's something that's really important to me, um, to my lifestyle. And I want to pay a gym membership every month, which is $40. So when you add it all up together, I mean, it's in theory, it's a savings and I'm going to be using it more. I'm at home and Matt will use it and it's something that I'll have forever. And then if I ever get sick of it, right. And I don't want it anymore. I can sell gym equipment very easily. It's something that always, always sells. I mean, dumbbells during the pandemic, you couldn't Mm -hmm. find it. I know. So out everywhere. (laughs) It's so true. So, I mean, that's like one big thing that I want to buy, but yeah, furniture for the house. We definitely want to rip up all the carpets, put hardwoods down. I really need it because of my asthma and the issues I have, the carpet, we had it in the apartment too. Um, it's hard for me sometimes. Like I wake up in the middle of the night and like, I'm super stuffy. I can't breathe. And so it really does affect me. And we have that Dyson with the HEPA filter for allergies and pets. It's like the specific Dyson vacuum for that. And yes, yeah. it's helpful, but a carpet's a carpet and I have two cats. So, yeah, you know, it's hard for me. So that's two cats. The cats don't bother you. Cats don't bother me. I also think I'm immune to them because I'm with them all the time, but they know they don't bother me. I don't get itchy. I don't cough. I don't. Other sleep. people's cats bother you? Sometimes, but my cats don't. 
gotcha. because I'm around them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but and also some dogs can bother me too, depending on their on their fur. Um, but it's the dander. I mean, there's no way around it. I, right. mean, I can go into a really dusty home and the same thing would happen, you know. Exactly. Um, but that's, you know, that's a, that's another, there's a lot of priorities when you come into a home of all the different things you want to do, you know, but those are like. The list never ends. <laughs> no, I know. And it's like, I almost forgot what it was like to own a home until this week, actually this weekend, when we went furniture shopping and went to go look at appliances. And I was like, oh my God, I, I remember all this. This is very expensive. Now I, now I remember all the things that existed when I owned a home. You know, but yeah, yeah those are always like things. the bucket list for the house. And then mm-hmm. there are certain non-negotiables and then certain things you learn to live with. And mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So that's that. And I also would like a mud room. That's like my long-term goal for reselling money to save for. I want to knock out the wall that we have um, near the kitchen and change up the bathroom and take the washer dryer out of the bathroom, put a little stand-up shower, extend that wall out and make it a big mud room when you first walk into the garage. That's like my long-term reseller goal is oh, to build that mud, mud room with reselling money, which I will totally do, but that's like five years down the line. Yeah. I always say that my mudroom lives up to its name. <laughs> There's a mind. reason they call it the mudroom. Actually, it's like the quietest it's ever been. I mean, they're just like, it was bursting with so much junk, boots, backpacks for so long. Yeah. It's, it's finally breathing. The perfect place for it all, right? Yeah. You know, because then when when babies come, like we're thinking long-term now. So like what's going to be functional for us in the future mm-hmm. and when it comes to renovations, yeah, there's walls and stuff I want to knock down, but a mudroom would be, it's just a, a lifestyle thing that I think would be helpful for us for additional storage and yeah. dirty clothes, shoes. It's a nice place to stuff. hide stuff. I always yes. like throw junk in the mudroom and then I close the garage. So we have company, it forces them to come to the back door or the front door, but they can't come through they the can't garage. can't come through the garage. The mudroom because it's terrible exactly. most days of the week. See, you get it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, all right. What's your goal then, Laura? You don't have to share specific numbers, obviously, because that's personal. Um, but like, is there, are, are you close to the number that you want to hit for the year? I am. Um, where am I? I'm trying to think. I'm about 10,000 away from, from okay. where I want to be, which is a good sign because I yeah. think on average on, you know, and that's in sales, that's not in profit. Right. And, um, you know, that that's usually about two months for me. So I I should hit the goal, um, which and for me, it's never like a huge jump Mm -hmm. because it's not just about Poshmark money. It's also growth on YouTube, my goals there and my revenue on YouTube and hitting like I hit a thousand dollars in one month on Amazon, which is is not much because everything's retail arbitrage that's going in there. Uh, but like, I, I do have like a couple benchmarks. One that I'm really close to right now is my hundred thousand on Poshmark, which is really exciting Yay. for me. That one's really exciting. Um, I'm at like 99,200, something You're like almost that. there. I'm, I'm like in the final stretch for sure. Uh, and of course that has taken me three years. I started mm-hmm. August of 2018. So, and it's not all profit, but it is after Poshmark fees. So that's what is deposited into my bank account from Poshmark after they take their 20%. So it doesn't include cost of goods. And, you know, I've sold over 3000 pieces. So like you figure every one of those pieces cost about $5. So that's not like money in my pocket, but it's still a really big milestone for me. Um, 
So yeah, so some of mine are financial, like actual numbers, and some are, uh, some are different. You know, mm-hmm. I have are... a YouTube goal. I didn't talk about that. I have a YouTube. Oh, yeah. Goal. What's your goal? My goal is to hit fifteen. This I said this in the beginning of the year was to hit fifteen hundred subscribers by Hold December. Hi, Caitlin. All set. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Be careful driving. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Thank you. Oh, don't forget your checks on the island too. All right. Thank you, Caitlin. Bye-bye. My goal right now I'm at 1,427. So my goal is to hit 1500. That was my goal for the year. And I'm almost there. I think I can do it. I think I can do it by December 31st. I think so. I hope so. I mean, I wanted to be monetized and I already did that. So the next goal is 1500 subscribers. And then I don't know what my goals will be after that. I haven't thought about it. I know sometimes it's funny you hit the you hit the goals that you've been thinking about for so mm-hmm. long and then you're like um what no what and I think that's the crazy thing about YouTube Instagram anything that has to do with like growth numbers mm-hmm. aside from monetary it's like it's almost like you're never satisfied because the second you hit that one you're like okay what's next mm-hmm. you know and um I think it's a good thing sometimes and other times I'm like oh, god it never ends when when will oh. I ever be content you know You'll never be content because you see the growth. So you always want more and more and more until you get sick of it. And then you take yeah. a break. Yeah, it, it, it is interesting. It's interesting. Um, in some months, I, I, you'll, you'll pro- you probably see the same thing. Like if you're putting out a lot of content or you have a couple of videos that hit, mm-hmm. uh, your growth is really strong. And then it can be a real sharp decline in the next month. You know, as long as you're always growing or, or at least, or at least staying plateauing. Um, you know, I say all the time, growth isn't like a one line thing, you know, you have these bursts of fun, good stuff, and then you plateau. Sometimes it's a little bit of a dip, but like if overall that line is heading in the right direction, it's a good feeling, but it's a lot of work and it's a lot, um, of consistency that has to be in place for YouTube, for reselling, for any career, anything, all of it, parenting, anything. Yeah. It's so true. And I think we get really excited, right? When we see the growth, just like when you're heading into Q4, you're like, things have been great. Like everything's been awesome. And then you start to see those little lulls and like, it's like leaps and valleys, right? It's like up and down, up and down, up and down. And um, you get discouraged. And then you're like, why do I do this? This is a waste of my time. And then something really good happens and you're like, all right, you know, and then you start getting back into the rhythm of it all. Or you're the opposite. You've had like the slump for the maybe last few months and you're like, things will never get better. And then all of a sudden something happens and it brings you right back up. It's just life too. Life is like that. You are just describing the roller coaster called reselling. Yeah. <laughs> and so you too. All of uh, it. Yeah. Or just being your own, being a small business owner, mm-hmm. like not having that check to rely on every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you don't have that consistency in some weeks and months you work really hard and you feel the payment, the payoff in different ways. And then other times you work really hard and you kind of feel like you're spinning your wheels, but yeah, 
comes with the territory, I guess. It does. It does. But I also think there's another aspect of Q4 that sometimes, no, not that no one talks about it, but it's not talked about as much because usually Q4 is geared towards monetary stuff, right? But I think Q4 can also be a time to like reflect and maybe change your business model for the new year or um, look at all of your data or look at the things that are working for you and implement it in a different way. Or maybe you want to focus more time on one specific thing over something else. And I think it's just a good time for reflection in general. I know we use like New Year's resolutions and all that kind for that kind of stuff. But I think if you start in the beginning of Q4, it kind of sets you up to be in a nice place come January for the new year. Oh, yeah. And and that's why I think goal setting is 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 beneficial. I mean, you don't, I'm not like a real bullet point specific goal setter, uh, but I have like some general buckets I want to fill during the year. Uh, some have like completely gone out the window. Like uh, my, my planning has not been what I had hoped. I thought I might do some content around planning and that yeah. just never happened. I wanted to do some like stickers with my cricket and my, I'm glad my mom doesn't listen to the podcast because <laughs> The cricket I asked for for Christmas. Is it out of the box at least? It's not out of the box. Okay. It's October. It's so I would say, I mean, I saw the cricket in the box in January, so. And it wasn't even like a major thing I wanted to do. I wanted to do like a couple stickers. Yeah, and something fun. Fun with it and maybe, you know, include them with things or put them on my website. My website has been super quiet this year. Like a lot of the stuff that I was really passionate about in 2020 just didn't feel as important in 2021. And Amazon, it was like, um, I feel like two things happened in 2021 that I never anticipated. And that was Clubhouse and Amazon. Like never saw them coming. And Clubhouse kind of got me into Amazon. And now I'm, I never, do you ever go on Clubhouse? I go on Clubhouse at night to listen to the meditation room, which plays music. And it helps me like decompress at night and then go to bed. That's the only reason I go in Clubhouse. It's so, talk about something that like. Yeah, I know. The phenomenon. The thing too is if there's any drama in any community, that's where it happens is on Clubhouse. That's like the place where everyone meets. I'm not really about that life. So I don't really join those rooms or, you know, and it's in every, every community. It's in the Bitcoin community. It's in political community. It's like everywhere. Sure. Well, because it's a, it's an open forum for discussion. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm sure it breeds that, but I, I think there's still a lot of positive stuff going oh, on. Oh yeah. There's some I really think... fun fashion rooms. Like where I, is that one's still in. going the Tuesday night fashion room because I that don't know if that is. Fun. We haven't done, we were supposed to do, and I feel very responsible for this because I, you know, got the over 40 room going. And then we said we'd get back into the groove on in September in our little group chat. We were like, Hey, how's everyone doing? And we're like, I miss you. I miss you too. I miss our conversations. And then it was like, we still haven't done it. So I, I probably should get back into that, but maybe I might go to like once a month or something like that. Yeah. Because I do miss my over 40 ladies who I used to do the the chat with I really really miss them and I miss our conversations but you know life is full so yeah those were two things I just didn't see coming in 2021 and I think I also didn't see this entire year my husband being home my kids being home like I just so all of the kind of fluffy things I was thinking of doing like a pretty planner and my cricket like those little projects they just never took form this year yeah. Next year, maybe not. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, it changes. Our, our goals change. Everything changes. What we're interested in changes. 
you know, so we're fascinated with the planner community. I just suck at it, but I'm not planner community. You I'm really not. should do something with the planner community. I know. You're all into it. Like I'm into when it, it, but I'm, I'm a wannabe is what I am. I'm not an ex-poser. <laughs> what? You're a, you're a poser. I'm a poser a little bit. Yeah. Because I, I just really am fascinated. I'm like watching the planner videos for me, the plan with me is like my meditation. It's so relaxing yeah. and therapeutic to watch somebody like be so organized and have their month blocked out. And, um, I mean, I still use my passion planner every day, but it's just, it's not the pretty planner that I had hoped for. You'll year. get there. I'm sure Some you'll do it. I think. Some weeks are pretty. I think when you're an empty nester, you'll probably do it more. Maybe it will give you an outlet to focus some time. Cause Rocco won't be home. Yeah. I think it's like house project. Big well, time. That, too. That, that's really what I'm going after. Uh, but we'll Can't see. We. <laughs> well, there's, there's some, some stuff on the horizon there, but we'll, is, we'll see when we cross that path. Is there anything that you would leave behind in 2021? Like mm. any aspect of either your business or personal life or anything like that, that you'd leave behind in 2021 that you're like looking at now that we're in quarter four? Leaving Mercari behind. Oh yeah. I left that last year. Yeah. <laughs> Leaving Macari behind. Um, I think um, I'm leaving excessive buying behind mm. right now. I'm purging a lot and it feels really good. And I, I really, really deep down believe that excessiveness in my life as a whole holds me back. Yeah. Like not to get all hit. I get that. Like I get therapy, that. but I really do my whole life, I've, I'm kind of comfortable with a little bit of clutter and a little bit of chaos. And I, I just want to leave that behind. Yeah, um, I get that. And Amazon has helped me with that in a sense, because uh, if I'm picking up these damaged items or low dollar items, which I still will get at the bins, I just don't get as much of it. Um, but that is just it's more clutter. It's taking up space. It's taking up inventory. It's taking up mental space. Like I'm, I'm really trying to leave that stuff behind and, um, see how it goes. Yeah. So what about you reselling wise? And I've kind of already started transitioning and doing this this year, but I guess I don't, I don't want this to come out the wrong way. Um, I, being when I was a newer reseller, you know, you follow what everyone else is doing and picking up certain pieces and you see what other people are picking up in your area. And like, you kind of, you get focused on that stuff, right? There's no way around it. It we're human. That's what happens. So what I've learned in this last almost year, right? We're, we're 10 months in is I have found my little niche of things that work for me that I really enjoy sourcing that I don't mind paying up for. Like I've, kind of got rid of that mentality of I have to stay under a certain amount of money. I'm okay with paying a little bit more knowing the return that I'm going to get. Um, I'm having fun experimenting with different brands, learning about these different brands, being able to share it with people through YouTube and however else. Um, I just think it's been really, that's been a really fun experience for me. So for me, I'm just being not so strategic with sourcing, strategic in a way, but not so hyper-focused on certain things and just kind of going in and experiencing what's in consignment stores, experiencing what's in the thrift stores and grabbing things based off of what seems to be fueling my closet and working for me personally outside of what's working 
for the community itself and the brands. Like when it comes to the real, real, yes, I'm focused on brand because that's a different type of sourcing, right? But yeah. when it comes to, for my own personal closet, things that I'm selling, um, I'm having fun learning about certain Michael Kors pieces that no one would probably think about picking up. I'm having fun learning about all the Zara pieces that are totally worth it that people tend to stray away from because they're priced at $15, right? right. Like all those little pieces um, have kind of shaped how my closet looks now and what my sales are like. And it's increased my sales significantly um, doing what I'm doing right now. So I think That's coming funny. into my own as a reseller yeah. has been really important in 2021 and will continue on obviously. But I think it all came down to me realizing what sourcing means to me. So I think that's a big moment, Daniela. I mean, I, I think it takes a while to know yourself as a reseller and it's, it's always evolving. And, and I do think there's a lot of, there's more and more and more information in YouTube videos and all that stuff that's out there. And I think that's why I've made a conscious effort to say, I'm not like a teaching channel because I don't ever want anybody to look at what I'm doing and think that that's the word like that's what needs to be done and I I do my thing and I just kind of stay in my lane and some things are hits and some things are misses but it's my journey right and that's more yep. of what I want to share and so I think it's really exciting when you figure out what works for you yeah and I think being in the apartment as much as I couldn't stand it right for three years of my life taught me how to be a minimalistic reseller at times I was overflowing, but it has definitely taught me where I want to be with my inventory, um, how far I want to go with it, and what type of pieces I actually want to store. So, I think that's so exciting and such a great point for anybody who feels overwhelmed by lack of space. Mm-hmm. And I would 100% say I'm on the opposite end. That just as I said, like I want to leave behind the excess, I have a good amount of space. And the fact that I'm still packed is ridiculous. Um, yeah. So I think when when you work from a space where every inch of your space matters, so every piece of inventory, you have to know it well and you have to see how it's doing. I think that's a huge um, strength of yours. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. I, I mean, don't really have. I think you can get there with the mentality change is what you're saying. Like get rid of the excess when it comes to reselling and focus a little more. Like, you know, maybe not necessarily get rid of a ton of stuff, but maybe focus on those little areas that you, that excite you more. When you go sourcing, what are the things that really, and this is for everyone, like questions you should ask yourself when you're in the thrift store. What is it that really excites you in the, when you're in the thrift store? And sometimes it's hard to narrow down what it is that really excites you. For me, I get really excited going to handbags because I get to learn about different brands that no one really knows about. I get really excited going into coats and blazers and the career wear because I learn about so many brands because no one ever goes to those sections. No one goes to pants. Everyone hates pants, right? No one likes to source them. No one likes to photograph them. I don't personally. I'm sure there are some people who enjoy it. um, There are a lot of people that skip it. 
I know a lot of people that are like, nope, pants and, and skirts, I'm not looking at them. But that's where I've learned a lot of stuff. I also like going into these tiny little consignment stores that are in the area and I don't buy anything, but I go solely to look to see what's on the racks. Mm. So like, you know, I, I think I'm a researcher. It's who I am by trade. It's what one of my degrees is in. I, you know, I was, my undergraduate was in psychology with a focus in research. So like, that's just who I am as a person. I like doing that kind of stuff. I always have. So for me, it's like a game. I go into a place and I look up things and I just pull things just to know what it is. But that's how I think it's helped me. It was helped shape who I am now as a reseller compared to even just last year alone. Yeah. Not that I can really use last year as an example because who went thrifting last year, but. Yeah, it was a crazy year. It sure was. Um, yeah, somebody uh, in my Q&A that's coming out tomorrow um, well, Monday when this, when this is released on October 4th, 2021, <laughs> um, just to somebody, somebody said, how do you stay motivated to list items? Like that's my least favorite part of the process. And while that's not my least favorite part of the process, mm. I said, I stay motivated by buying things I'm interested in. Correct. Your point. And so, and I also said, you know, somebody else said, what's the secret to success. And one of, one of my opinions is being interested and curious mm -hmm. is, one way to stay on top of things. I mean, if it, it's just like a, a matter of like digging to the next layer, you know, if you see something that piques your, your interest, just by doing the research and being curious, you may find that that's a phenomenal brand. Um, I, I, or, or you may find that it's not worth picking up despite it being beautiful. And you know what I mean? So like, if you're curious and I said, you really, one of my things is too, like, I don't think you can fake it. If no. you really don't like thrifting or you don't like, I don't know. Like, I don't want to say you can't be successful as a reseller. If it's you more difficult reselling, but it's, it's much more of an uphill battle because it's not easy to do. Um, but if you're passionate about it, it doesn't feel so much like work. And I think being curious is really important, really yeah. important with anything, oh, with, yeah. with, with anything that you are interested in. And I think we get information really fast now. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of information and a lot of articles and things that I see are kind of surface. It's like watching the news and you only get the headlines, yep. but it's like taking a headline and then actually reading what the article says article about it you know what i mean instead of just regurgitating uh headline right I so, agree. Yeah, so i can see where and, and it is if that's something that really gets you excited you know that that's only going to work to your benefit yeah it's been fun i mean and everyone evolves differently but that's just so in all of that that i just said i'm just leaving behind anything that I don't want to say that I'm leaving behind what everyone's saying in the community, but I'm not going to take it with me as much as I did in the past. And I'm just going to really focus on the stuff that um, works for me that I'm having fun doing and, and kind of rolling with it. And then who knows next year at this time, I might say something completely different, but right now that's, that's just where I'm at. Well, no, but I, mean, I also I want to declutter. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. There are pieces that I'm looking at that I picked up in like January, February that I still have, but I'm like, okay, you're going to go somewhere because this doesn't work for me anymore. But I feel like that's a, that always happens as a reseller. You're constantly relooking and look in readjusting and looking at pieces like what, what was I thinking? But we change. Yeah. And I always say with every year that goes by or every six months, like your perspective changes a little bit. I, I do this as a mom 
I don't know about any my mom listeners out there, but there'll be things that like the kids will make, for example, or an article of clothing that Angelina wore in a school picture or something that for some reason keeps me holding on to yeah. it today. And then in six months, I'll look back and I'll be like, I don't, I didn't really like that picture of Angie. Why am I holding on to this sweater? Yeah. Or yeah. or like, yeah, this artwork's cute, but maybe I'll take a picture of it and get rid of it. So like things that I can't let go of today, I may be able to let go of in six months. And that's with my personal life. Mm-hmm. And that's with reselling as well. Certain things that I find that I was really like towed the line on offers that I was like, no, I want to get this price. Now I'm like, well, get over yourself, Lori. Hi. But in, in, I don't know. It's, it changes every day. Like you said, that's an, that's an evolving thing. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's okay to hold on to things. I think if you're not ready to let go of it, and then you can just reassess in six months and a year, whenever, whenever the time is right for you. And then you look back and you're like, I can let go of this now. Yeah. Um, Not to go like too heavy in therapy here, but I feel like in order to be, and this is my personal opinion, but in order to be a successful reseller, everyone asks like how to be a successful reseller. And like, you can name all these different tips and stuff, but I feel like you need to be in a good mental space in your personal life and, and um, just in a good place, right? Like mental health is very important. And I think if things are going on in your life, it can complicate the reseller aspect of it. And it can, um, and I just know this from personal experience of what I've gone through over the last you know, year or so mm-hmm. with my grandmother, I couldn't focus on reselling. I tried and I hated every aspect of everything that I did. Didn't want to do YouTube videos, like everything just didn't matter to me because I wasn't in a good place. And I think sometimes it's okay to take that step back from reselling and focus right on yourself and on your family and on things that are happening and, and really understanding what it is that's making you not enjoy something that you used to really enjoy. And then when it feels right, you go back to it with the, with a different game plan or you ease your way into it. And I just think that sometimes, um, no matter what quarter it happens in one, two, three, four, really doesn't matter. Uh, if you need that time, then take it. Like no one's going to tell you not to do it. Um, and it could be a, a week. It could be a couple of days. It could be three months. Yeah. Um, but I think that's something that as an entrepreneur or as a small business owner or whatever you want to call yourself, um, you tend to not do as often because you're a one man show or you have multiple people helping you, but it's your business. So you feel like you have to constantly be involved. And uh, yeah, that's my rant. Yeah. And sometimes when you take a break, you you come back with uh, a clear head and you can look at things differently. Um, But I will say, uh, I believe that there are also probably people out there that life might not be so great. And maybe reselling is like the one thing that Mm -hmm. is good. And and it's also something that you can put your energy into Mm -hmm. um, and maybe get results when maybe you don't have control over certain things that are going on in your life. So I I think you can go reselling, you know, use it for what it, it what it works right. for you, you know, on that level, but absolutely take a break if you need it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. With anything. Yeah. With anything. I mean, I'm sure if, you know, to be sensitive to people who this is full-time for them and there is no it's other hard. income that that's much more complicated, right? Because right. if you have a lot going on in your life or you're a single mom or, you know, you just have other stresses going on. You don't have the option to walk away from it. So I appreciate that for a lot of people that, that may be a much tougher road to take. 
Yeah. But, but certainly try to find some time for yourself to regroup, even if yeah. it's just, even if it's just uh, not answering questions in the mm -hmm. evening, say, you know, if you can't take a full break from it, maybe you can just like try to shut it down. Um, After a certain hour or something. Yeah. There's uh, always ways to do it. Just to gain some time, especially going to the holidays in quarter four, because holidays are stressful. So, Balance. Balance. Yeah. And I think this yeah. holiday season where we're all going back to family and mm -hmm. as, as exciting as that is typically that, that adds a layer of maybe oh, stress. I, I mean, it's very non-stressful for me to cook dinner for the five of us here for Christmas. I mean, I missed everybody, but it was really easy. Yep. I'm so, hosting this year. So that's going to add a totally different element for me. <laughs> and I think I'm going to probably take the last couple of weeks of December off. Like it's probably going to happen what, you know, cause there is going to be so much going on. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, All this is things. season for your life. So I'm excited. Mm, I know. The last thing that um, we'll talk about is maybe ways to prep and stock up for quarter four, because this is definitely something to keep in mind when you are a seller. Um, first thing I talked about this in my YouTube video today, and I've noticed it over the last week, is USPS is already starting to slow down, which they did announce that they were going to be doing yeah. um, for the holiday season. So I am noticing that packages are taking longer to be scanned. Um, they are taking longer to go in transit, depending on where it's going. I'm finding that my packages that are more local, like in the tri-state or New England area, are delivering quicker than the ones that are going off to California, Texas, you know, when yeah. they're traveling far. So it's definitely already happening. So keep that in mind when you are shipping um, in quarter four and the holiday season, have those conversations with your buyer. I just think that's important for customer service purposes, um, but also supplies. Yes, that was a question that was asked in my Q&A as well. What are you doing to prepare for quarter four? And I'm like, um, it's October 3rd. I haven't done a damn thing. So I guess <laughs> probably should do that. Yeah, my answer was typically I just stock up on all my supplies for quarter right. four to make sure. Um, because as sales, I do have pretty, you know, typically historically October, November have been pretty strong months. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to run out of anything. And with everything in the supply chain being backed up, and yeah. to your point, things slowing down a little bit with USPS and deliveries across the board. Um, yeah. Just everything. Get your supplies up front. Get get you know get your supplies early. Mm -hmm. Order your kids' Christmas presents early. Order them now. Now you yeah. might get them for Christmas. Yeah, it's, it's really, really tough. I, I think most people, if you are not living under a rock and you are watching the news, I feel like the issues with things being held up, it's pretty much out there. So I'm, I'm hoping that people are shopping accordingly. I mean, I don't, I don't have a child this year. That's like pining for that one toy. Yeah. Cause I used to be mom on a mission. That was like, that brought me a lot of joy is hunting yeah. that stuff down. <laughs> yeah. I don't really have that. I miss it. But, but for those, you can buy me, you can buy me a toy. Yeah. Send me your Christmas <laughs> list. I did say to my kids, I'm like, Send me your list early, but I've, I've already started thrifting for their, um, thrifting gifts, thrifting yeah. gifts, yep. which is my favorite thing to buy. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what those damn kids want this year. We'll see. Well, they're adults now. So yeah, <laughs> it's not so fun when we're adults. Mm -mm. Look at my mom. She's like, what do you want? I said, I want a steam mop. So she bought me a steam mop tonight. She's like, this is your early Christmas gift. I was like, perfect. That's all I wanted was a steam mop. So <laughs> 
<laughs> Yay. That's a good tool. I bet that's awesome. I, so this is totally off topic, but it's a handheld and a full steam mop. So it's got a detachable thing. So I can use it in the shower because I have a tile shower mm-hmm. so I can clean the grout. Very exciting when you're an adult. Let me tell you, hardwood floors. It can also do carpet. It will sanitize carpet. It's got like a special cover you put on it and you can steam over the carpet. So until I have hardwoods, I can steam the carpet regularly to disinfect it. Must be great for furniture as well. Can you Yes, everything, like fabric, that? furniture. Every, I don't think I would do it on the leather. I kind of, yeah, I don't know that, that, that might be. Mm-hmm. But I can basically use it on the ceiling fans. I can use every. I'm very excited. But oh my steam God, up. send me the link. I will. I will send it to you. Um, is this the one that like, it's super gratifying? Was it like a home? Um, was it an infomercial at any point where I just remember like seeing an infomercial where the steam just like literally just melts the grime. Oh, I've seen that before too. It's like a thing. They like use it in the stove and stuff. I can do that yeah. with this one too. Yes. You can do that with this one too. You can put it on the stove and clean it or just do what I did tonight, Lori, and buy that new Dawn foaming dish soap and let it sit for a little bit. Take a magic eraser, takes the grime right off. That's all I did. On what? I'm sorry. I let the dog out. On my toaster oven. I use the Dawn foaming, um, the new foaming dish soap that they have. It's like yeah. a pump and I let it sit and then I use a magic eraser and I took all the grime off. Wow. Yes. But a steam, a steamer would work too. It would just take a little bit longer. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> That's very cool. That's a fun gift. It is. Yeah, it is. But I think steamer under the Christmas tree, order it now. <laughs> I know. Well, to talk about things taking a long time, appliances are like months out. Yeah. Furniture is months out. So if those things are taking a long time, just even basic things like labels and packaging supplies are probably going to take just as long as everything's going to get held up, especially as we get closer and closer to Christmas. So I think when it comes to quarter four, that's like the number one thing as a business owner that you need to prepare for is having enough supplies for that time of the year when sales are coming in because people anticipate getting their product at in, in a certain time frame, And if you don't have the supplies, makes it a little difficult to ship things out. I'm also trying to get out a lot to thread up in the real world now while Me people too. are still buying so <laughs> that by the time December rolls around, I mean, there'll be some, you know, if you have like dresses and stuff like that, formal wear might do well on the real real and stuff in December. But um, yeah, I'm really trying to, and it's also an effort to declutter. It's just like moving stuff yeah. out. I sent one box to thread up one to the real real, and I have two more going here. Nice. I'm going to do that. After we're done recording, I'm going to go upstairs and I'm going to take everything out of every tote and I'm going to start my process of like figuring out how I want my inventory to be set up. And then, and while I'm doing that, pull, literally do piles for a thread up in the real real. I feel like I do this every month and yet I always find items that I can send because I sit back and I'm like, nope, don't want to sell this anymore myself. We're going to send it off. Nope, don't want this anymore. We're going to send it over here. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Yeah. Constantly doing it. Yeah. I haven't done that yet. Um, I need to like clear the clutter from the corners before I can clear the clutter from my bins, but there's definite clutter in my bins. And I'm sure as I go through stuff, 
One thing I've been doing very regularly using Posture VA is sending out the 50% off offers mm. on older items, but I'm doing it like probably once every six to eight weeks because I need some time for likes to build up before I yeah. send it out. But, and after I've done that a few times, you know, when I go back I've and I've been relisting here and there. Um, so I've been trying to be a little bit better. I'm trying to get like just rid of that real low lying fruit from 2018 that still miraculously yeah. is hanging around, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's all good stuff. I feel like this is a new year's resolution. Kind of, but also I feel like quarter four, the beginning of it is when you should start really thinking about all this stuff. And then yeah. when new year's comes around, it's more like, and also our podcast kind of anniversary, mm-hmm. our podcast anniversary will be new year's time too. So okay. I feel like that's, the time where you take everything you've learned so far in quarter four, and now you can apply it to what you really want to build in the the new year in quarter one. Oh. I can't believe the podcast is going to have another birthday. No. And honestly, I just, I, sometimes I say to Daniela, I can't believe we do episodes every single week. Cause not mm-hmm. everybody does, or you do like a season where it's every yeah. week or four months. And then you take a couple months off and then you come back with your new season. Yeah. Like I feel like we're hardcore. We are, but I feel like if we stop now, people are going to be like, well, what the hell guys? We're used to an episode every week, but this is also like Lori's and Daniela time. Like, this is nice because we get to sit down once a week and talk to each other. And, you know, when we're not recording, you know, we're talking about whatever's going on in our lives and it's fun to then share with everyone else, you know, what we want to share and, it it's is like nice. Our- and it's funny we've landed on Sundays too, because I know. Out of we're all both the- really like family people and yet Sundays, it's just, I don't know. It, it just, just works, works for, us. for us. It just works. It but does. it is like kind of a nice way to, you know, we talk a little bit about what happened the week before and what kind of pumps us up for the week ahead, you know? Yeah. So it's fun. It fulfills our need for each other. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, it's so funny. I'm just reading the bullets, you know, and the next thing says, could be a good time to use these months to liquidate through thread up in the real, real. That's so funny. I I didn't read that before. Yeah. Um, Minds think alike here. Um, I mean, that's something that I do all the time, but I definitely focus more on it towards the end of the year because I want to start fresh when it comes in January. I'm excited, Lori, for you. I'm excited for you to um, focus more time on things like Amazon, the real, real, I think it'll be really beneficial for you. You know, I think it'll be good. I think you'll still be able to source and do things that you really enjoy, yep. but then have different avenues for it. So it's not so much on you. Yeah. And, um, I have to really consider what's going to happen when Caitlin leaves too, because, Oh, that's right. Cause that's a factor. She's a senior. So I need to figure out what's going to happen there. I've even learned so much with my systems with her, like Mm -hmm. what works, like one of the, this is just a little thing, but it really used to trip me up. And that's after she photographs things that are on the rack, I have to remove them immediately and like put them in a different room to say, this has been photographed Mm -hmm. and you can put these in inventory. Cause what would happen is I have like these chunk of clothes that I think Caitlin has photographed and they're somewhere like Mm-hmm. in my phone from April, you know what I mean? And I need to go back, but I don't want to remove it from the rack because it's, I, it's not accounted for. So that's like something that I've been doing. And I've also been like printing out my spreadsheets from specific shopping trips and putting things back into Ikea bags with basically yeah. the contents on yeah. top 
um, because I have to do that. And I've been really good the past two hauls about photographing and getting things listed before mm -hmm. a haul goes live because it just makes it so much mm -hmm. more seamless for viewers who want to then go and shop. My sales have been better good. because I've, you know, they've been listed. So even with uh, Caitlin, that's been a process. And I'm not letting go of low uh, ticket items. Sorry, I couldn't get the words out there. I'm not opposed to picking up something that's like only going to sell for $20. I just want to love it or, or just, right. you know, because I actually really love having uh, things in my closet that somebody can come in and find something for 20 bucks or yep. 200, you know, I like having the range, but yeah, I could just deal with it being a lot less. So yeah, we'll see. So what really worked well for you in 2021, we can close out um, that you want to carry over into 2022 and how can you get there during Q4? Um, hmm. I didn't think about this when I wrote the question. <laughs> <I'm just gonna laughs> well, I feel like you touched on it a little bit where you yeah. were like, what you're leaving behind. And so well, like maybe what you're taking with you into 22 is that self-assurance. Yeah. And I think um, besides the self-assurance, I think just um, going with the flow and continuing that process of going with the flow and maybe not being so rigid, rigid in my ways. Aw. Oh, aren't you proud of me, Lori? <laughs> that is like because Lori and I are such the... opposites when it comes to this stuff. So Lori's face just lit up when I said that. <laughs> <laughs> that was really genuine. I'm like, wow, wow. I feel like, and here I am like thinking I need to be more structured and, you know, send hey, you well, to the real Well, a nice happy medium between both of us would be good. <laughs> that is great. Yeah, well... There, there are pros and cons to both sides, right? Oh, and absolutely. I think we, we've learned that about each other and about mm -hmm. how each of us runs our business. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, that that's that's good. So Lori's going to put more structure in her life and I'm going to take away some structure. And then we're yeah. going to balance each other out, right? Like, like a scale. We're going to be yeah. even. I think those are two really good things for 2022. Yeah. Oh my God, 2022. Bizarro. This is my 30th high school reunion this year. 30, Daniela. I'm like, what the hell? I'm not, I'm boycotting because it just is validating how freaking old I am. I graduated Stop in 1961. 30 years out of high school. Are you kidding me? I'm not going. I was class secretary. Not doing it. I was like a class officer and I'm like, oh, I don't want to go. I'm going to be 35 in 96 days. Wow. You're really counting down. Well, only because I, I did something on Target where I asked my birthday and then it said 96 days to my birthday. And I was like, thanks. Now I know. That was awesome. Oh my God. I hope so. Yeah. 35 is good. Yeah. 35 and hopefully. 49 yesterday. That, that's a weird number. 49 mm -hmm. is weird. Yeah. 49 is a weird number. That's like 29, 39. Those are all odd numbers. But like, yeah, but weird. 49 is like next year's the year. <laughs> Turning 50. Oh my God. <laughs> crazy to say those words. I know. I'm excited for 2022. I'm excited for quarter four. I'm excited for a lot of things. I feel you like in your house. And I feel like that's always like such a fresh start and new beginnings. And so exciting. Like I'm so excited yeah. for you and my mood and everything has just changed because we're not in a, we're not on top of each other 24 seven. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like there's space. The cats haven't fought at all in the week that we've been here at all like I know it sounds like such a minimal thing but my cats were like at each other's throats 24 7 24 7 they couldn't stand being so close to each other they like it cats was need their space they're just not dude. like cats are not like lovey-dovey 
No. Well, well they, they can be. They, they can, can be. be. I take that back. But yeah. Yeah. They just, they couldn't stand not having room to run around. And I know it sounds so minimal, but like them not fighting has been wonderful because I'd have to like take, like literally grab Marco and tear him off of his sister because he would be on top of her trying to choke her out. So, you know, things like that are really nice that I don't have to deal with that anymore. And just like having space to go up to an office Mm. and be alone. Close the door. Yes. Be alone. That is not going to last very long once a baby comes around. So I need to take in. Do I need to, do you need to tell me anything? No, we're not there yet. Okay. Okay. I mean, I'm hoping within the next in the middle of a podcast, I would know before we went live. I would know. (laughs) I'm hoping in like the next six months, but you know, we gotta, we got steps to take. So. All we'll right, get, I'm here we'll get for there. it. That's, tw- that's a 2022 goal right there, non-reseller related. Not reseller related. Auntie then Lori's I'll be there. a mommy reseller and I'll have more to contribute when it comes to that. Yeah, and like a young mommy, you know what I mean? Like I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not there anymore. Like I didn't do this when I was a young mom. So that, that's a whole different set of juggling. Yeah, it'll uh, be interesting. That's for sure. All right. Well, I am going to go make myself a salad, I think, or mac and cheese. It could go either way. (laughs) Either one. It depends on my mood once I get in the kitchen. But tonight we got to watch Tom Brady. So we got to get ready here. It's a big day in New England. We've got the Patriots versus Tom Brady. Tommy, Tommy is back, back home. It's (laughs) interesting. It's a big deal. So that's what we'll be. There'll be no reseller work after this. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Maybe I need to make like chicken wings if I'm watching football. Yes. Chicken wings. Do it. (laughs) All right, love. Thanks everybody for joining us on this week's episode. We appreciate each and every one of you and uh, yeah, make it a great week, everybody. Talk to you next week. Bye. Hey everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. This is just a reminder that Thrifters Villas Patreon is officially live. You can find us on patreon.com backslash Thrifters Villa. It is just $5 a month where we're going to offer you bonus content, extra episodes, a free downloadable a month, and live events. So make sure to check us out there and we will see you next week.